Welcome to The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD, in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Bahman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join us for an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue and give you our personal insights and share both of our experiences on the similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book. Look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this show. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on this shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer and the Great Mountain Podcast. Morning, Michael. Hi, Batman. How are you? Good, good, my friend. Cannot complain, and I've slowly found out if I do complain, it actually doesn't change anything. So, hmm. <laughs> yes, sure. So, life visioning. This was to to say this was huge for me would be an understatement. Um, you know, as my friend, and as, as we've been going through this this journey together, that I I think there's going to be parts of this this book and this journey for every every hunter type out there. Um, that they're going to say that right there, that's, that's where I either realized, oh my gosh, that's me, there are others like me, or hit another point of, wow, this is where I actually see how I can start making things happen. And for me, th- this was that chapter, hitting this chapter and, and being completely honest with you, um, having gotten into this, the, the self-realization stuff over the last you know, 10, 15 years, a lot of things kind of preach about envision your life and uh you know if you put it out there that's when the universe kind of hears it and can deliver and, and all, all that's good and it and i've seen it work to a point but i think there is no more powerful exercise for the hunter type than this life visioning process and i'm still actually working through the first part of what we want to talk about today and that's finding the fuel finding the fuel finding the fuel so talk to us about the inspiration and the drive and how a hunter goes about making positive changes um, to going down the road of the hunter life. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems like it, as I've been doing coaching for I don't know how many years now, eight, nine years, something like that. Um, and also just watching from my own life that um, it's, there's a tendency to get really fired up and like, okay, I'm going to make these health changes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to exercise, blah, blah, blah. And then you come down and then you crash and you feel miserable that you didn't do it or you didn't make the goal that you made. And then you just, it sometimes makes it worse because then you're like, oh, I just totally failed. And so, um, and this is, is, I was starting to do coaching. I started to see, I recognized the pattern in myself and then 
it was really helpful to, to work with other people uh, outside of myself and go, oh, okay, this actually works better than this, and this mindset helps better than this mindset. And so in future podcasts, we're going to talk about specifics on the health and dialing in your health and your uh, exercise plan and your food, your nutrition plan, which are essential for us hunter types. There's just, I don't know any other way to do it. You can pop a pill for a while and that helps obviously in the short term. Sure. In the long term though, if you're not taking good care of your health, you're going to have all sorts of other health challenges that are going to show up that have no, that, that pill will have no effect on whatsoever. And I, so found, you might as, and I found, sorry to interrupt this, this, this point I, hits hard with me, which is when I got to this chapter, when I got to this part of the process that we are actually going through as well together, um, the life visioning is 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 two paths that and both of them are what you need to to be successful as a hunter type and it's the life visioning of how you see yourself health-wise and making that happen for me it was putting on my vision board uh, about six seven months ago when i had no other choice in my health but to take action um putting up pictures of uh of what you think you would look like as a healthy person a healthy dad and picture but then there's life visioning of what it is you want to do in this world. So it's, it's, you need the life visioning tool, which is what I feel like you give us in this book. You need mm -hmm. that life vision tool both for health, then that becomes the foundation for like, what is it you want to do 40 hours a week, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. So there's many different areas of, of everyone's life that we, we look at and we try to focus on in terms of our health and wellness, our physical body, but also our work, our creative life, our relationships. <laughs> so in going forward and making changes in your life and especially adapting your lifestyle to be more in tune with your natural rhythms and how you're wired, which is different than other people, um, it's helpful to make those changes based on like, here's what I really want. So, so what, what I talk about in this chapter and what we're talking about now is inspiration as fuel is that, so hundred types tend to be, we tend to be more inspirationally driven than I think being more practically driven. There's other people that really understand practicality of life. They like, okay, I'm going to save this amount of money. I got this. So this is a lot harder for us. And yet there's a lot of expectation, I think, from society that we should be like that. But the reality is that we actually work better off of being inspired, like that our, insp our fuel is our inspiration, being fired up about something, being something that we can kind of pour ourselves into. And our brains, you know, don't function the same way. We're different. And so we need to use and kind of trick ourselves into making changes based on how we actually function. So in, in talking about making changes in your life, uh, the first place to go is to say, what is a really compelling vision for what you want in your life? What are the things that you want to, to like, where, how do you want to work? How do you want to use your creativity? D does your work involve one thing or is it multiple ways that you're making an income? Uh, these are the things that, that we're going to cover. And I think this path of, so, so for me, how this, this is how I got started with, uh, focusing on my health and making changes to my life is, um, I really want, when I was 21, 
and uh, 21, 22, and the internet was just coming about. And I already had a really good job. I was working at doing 3D animation um, in films and TV, and I had really enjoyed that job. Um, but up to that point, I was pretty fuzzy. I had a lot. I felt like I had my batteries were really low. And then um, I had a health challenge, and I finally went, okay, I got to start exercising. And then as I started exercising, I started to feel a little more inspired. And then as the I saw the this new thing, the internet coming out, I'm like, I really want to start a company and do this and work on this, uh, just seeing where this was going. And so that vision of like starting a successful company, um, utilizing my creative gifts, pulling people together, that became the inspiration to then, well, I realized, okay, well, if I can't, I have to be at, functioning at my highest level because I really want this. And so that kept me going. I started exercising, started eating a lot better. And that was the catalyst then to maintain it. And I've been able to maintain it since then, off and on. And I've definitely backslid here and there. But overall, it, the, I have maintained a very healthy lifestyle since that point in my life. And it wasn't until later that I started to realize that I was unconsciously addressing my ADD challenges because I was able to be much more productive once I started being more attuned with my health and exercising and doing cardio. Um, and so that became, so one fed the other and over time, you know, there's always slips and things that happen in between that. But for the most part, it, it has definitely worked. And, and specifically now when I work with clients, this is where we start. What do you want? What are your goals? What do you want to really accomplish? And, and it's, you've got to feel it. It's not something that you have to intellectualize and go, oh, well, I like this or I should do this, which is a terrible way to go about it. But like when you read a goal to yourself and you go, this is a goal and you're like, oh, that's what I want to do. Then that becomes the fuel for you then to make these positive changes in your life with your health and your well-being and in how you interact with other people these are the these are the ways this is how this is the best way i've found to actually get started on the journey well it's good it's good to it's it's always good to hear how you went through this and as and it's and it and and that kind of sharing kind of you know i i hope does for people listening to this podcast what it does for me it just it the relation you can make uh, even if it's in different specific ways on, on a level of um, empathy and then realizing, wow, that's exactly how I feel. You, you said the words I just said earlier, which is you hit a place with health that you had no other choice but to start focusing on your health. And then, 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 then the compelling vision came. Then that inspiration came, which was the internet. And, and so you went off and, and, and did that. And, and as you said, that inspiration is fuel can't be understated. And I feel like this is why artists, right? A lot of things on the drummer in the great mountain and your website refer to why a lot of artists are ADD, ADHD at a very mm -hmm. intensive level and very much hunter types. Well, that's because artists tend to be inspired. And like you said, inspired in spurts and spurts and spurts. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of what makes an artist the whole idea is is to set yourself up for success and find that one compelling vision, which may, you know, have a lot of branches to it, but that one yes. compelling vision and let that drive you towards getting there. And you can't get there without focusing on the health. So I think this yes. is also why 
going down the medicinal road can be kind of a trap because, it, and I think we've mentioned this before, it's what can cover up actually making a change in your life. And what you're talking about in this chapter is making a change in your life. And, and you even mention it, that change can be challenging and yes. it's it's easy to backslide. So I think you're giving us a, a heads up that this is a major shift, but in the end, I'm going through it right now, I can tell yeah. you, it is the greatest, it'll be the most comfortable, uncomfortable change you've ever made in your life. <laughs> well, you know, just in talking with you and just having just done a coaching session with you before the call, it's, 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 I'm very inspired to hear how much progress you've made just in a, in a few months. It's oh, just, I appreciate that. Well, it's, thing. it is, it is, uh, you mentioned it in here. Um, I had a friend of mine who's into a lot of, um, Buddhist um, paths and he's been a friend of 22 years and I have to tell you because then I want to hear about the process at a high level but um, yeah. he told me when I was going through the health challenge he pulled out an, as he always does 22 years of this pulled out an old Buddhist saying he goes I only have one one piece of advice for you find your why and apparently that's something from some, mm. some Buddhist mm. find your why and yeah. that wasn't that hard it's called my wife and my two year old done yeah yeah. Done. That's that's, that's my why. Now yeah. it was time to execute. So I think uh, I think these good. things are are powerful things to tap into, and that's why you t talk about the inspirations, the fuel. That inspiration can be a lot of things. That inspiration can be imagine yourself successful in doing what you want to do, and yeah. then who you're doing it for. The why. Yeah. So that's talk, it. You know, it, that's go really good. So I, I let's go from there. So yeah, I think find your why. About, find your why, and then how do you at a high level, this this is a good long chapter that gets into a lot of good meat. But tell yeah. us today, um, describe the process at a high level. How do you get there? Yeah, okay. So just going off of what you just said. So finding your why, I mean that that's it. So going back, if you you have to like if you're putting down goals and you're creating a vision for yourself, it's gotta really hit your gut. It's gotta be something where you go this regardless of what anyone wants me to do or what I should do, this is what I really want because ultimately that's the energy necessary to make any big shifts in your life. So you have to be really, so first step I would say is to be very honest with yourself and start to extract those things that may not be authentically what you really want. And that's a, that's a journey into itself. And this is where journaling and things like that are very helpful and just getting clear or talking to a friend, getting clear about what is it you actually want, um, and then being able to then capture that and repeat it to yourself and so that you can keep coming back to it over and over and over again. And in this chapter in the book, we're not going to cover everything, obviously, on, on this podcast because there's a lot in there. There's specific exercises that walk you through how to do this. So if you're interested, it is in the book so you, for you to, to explore and go through these exercises. Um, in going through on a very high level of visioning, I think uh, one of the things to think about in terms of work is – um, and this is something that I've explored. I encourage my clients to do this, that there's multiple ways that you can earn a living and be of service with the gifts and talents you have. And it's really, we, our society really focuses on here's your career, here's your job, this is what you do. Uh, and this is becoming harder to do now because um, we just went through a pretty big recession and um, even people who have really good degrees may or may not be getting good jobs. So it's helpful. And it, this is where hunter types thrive is 
having um, entrepreneurs, many hunter types are very wired to be entrepreneurs. And I think if you think of yourself, even if you have a job right now, if you think of yourself as an entrepreneur, you will be more in a space, I think, to navigate financially moving forward. Because then, because you, your brain's not like, okay, I have, this is where I get my money. This is the only place I get my money. That's a very challenging place to be in. It's much more sustainable to even if you have a full-time job even if you're lending your services to someone else that you know that there are other ways that you can bring in 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 money for survival and this is what we're talking about this is and so part of it is um just not putting all your eggs in one basket that just creates a lot of anxiety and stress and and knowing that you have the ability to bring in income from multiple sources um, this is an exercise I, I give all my clients, and I think it's really helpful. Um, even if it's not something that you just you really enjoy your job and it's fine, just the knowledge that you can do it, it, it engages your creativity and it gives you a sense of freedom. And that I think that's really important. The other point if I, I want to make if I could, if I could, sorry, I, I have to say to me, I've heard you say this, and and you mentioned in our prep is. This 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 important point of of not putting your eggs in one basket because you're talking about you kind of hear the opposite and you've mentioned this a couple of times about how we're it's a society thing or it's a cultural thing or it's our family one of whatever has made you feel up to this point that there are things you have to do you mm-hmm. graduate college you get a job I mean in my parents generation it was. What do you mean you're switching jobs? I had a job for 40 years and then I retired. Well, like you right. said, things don't work like that anymore. Yes. People I, in my generation when I graduated college, before I was 25 I had four different jobs cuz there was the internet economy and it was yeah. next higher paying job, next higher paying job, and that's how it worked. We're different than our parents' generation. Long story short, don't put your eggs in one basket. You all mentioned nature thrives on diversity. Nature yeah. is abundant. And if you see, yeah. start seeing the world more like that, you can break out of the thinking that it's about one job and that's got to be the be-all, end-all. Exactly. And, and and the one point I want to bring in here, and I I did mention, I'm trying, I try in the book to mention a lot of the sources that led into the book. Um, and one of them was has been extremely helpful to me in just shifting my perspective on how I design my own life is um, there's this design science called permaculture, P-E-R-M-A-C-U-L-T-U-R-E. And it's basically this is the, the, the design science of creating sustainable ecosystems, meaning that uh, a forest doesn't rely on humans to go in and truck in fertilizer and everything. It just sustains itself. It constantly regenerates and renews, and it does it on its own. And so a good system, meaning how you've designed your own life, is a, is in a place where it sustains itself financially, relationship-wise. You're getting needs met, and everything feeds each one thing feeds another thing feeds another thing feeds another thing and when you really get into a groove with your life you can do this and so as we're going into the visioning process that's something to think about is what we're we're talking about here is not like okay i just want to get a better job or i just want to create more it's about all of the interlocking pieces of your life your health relationships um travel using your creative gifts. These are all pieces that then can be turned into habits 
that you, you have goals. These goals turn into smaller, short, shorter-term goals, which turn into daily habits. This is this is nothing new. There's many, there's lots and lots of information in the world on visioning. But I want to, in terms of how we're going to talk about it, I want to encourage you to think about your the visioning processes. This is how I create a life where everything fits together for my overall well-being and not just not just one part of my life doing really well. I relate to that. Um, one thing we worked on, which was big for me in the beginning, was I had this, this paradigm, I guess you could say, um, I think we all do, of like, it's the old, uh, you, you hear two bits of advice, right, from two different, let's say, generations. Uh, starve a cold, feed a fever, and people say the opposite. And there's a lot of these topics in life. And I feel like with this kind of thing, I've heard literally two sides of the fence. It's all about long-term goals. If you have a long-term goal, you're going to do everything in between and to get there. And then you hear the other side, it's like, no, it's all about short-term goals. Just like uh, eating every two hours is better for your metabolism than eating three meals a day. What I like about the visioning process that, that now you're getting into the details of is it's really about both. There's, there's a gray here, and that's the whole idea is to not be so black and white. Short-term goals have their place, and so do long-term goals. So tell us about how those two interact with each other. Yeah. So, well, and I think you made a good point on that. There's a lot of just, just to, in going into this. There's the, what I offer in the book and what we're going to talk about is uh, we're going to talk about like a general – this is – as far as a visioning process for yourself, um, the, here's like the, the criteria. Here's the best way that I've seen that works to go about it. And then the specifics, there's, there's what I mentioned in the book. There's also other really good books on it. So it's not so much do this particular process is find a process that works for you, but look at it from this particular context. It might be a little better. And uh, one note as we're going into this, one of the books that really helped me and I've referenced in uh, in this chapter is a book called um, – uh, Your Heart's Desire by Sonia Choquette. That's a very good book. And actually, I mentioned the she mentions uh, going through and looking at your life in different um, arenas. And so in starting out, I want to list those because this is sort of my riff on hers. I changed them a little bit. But so in terms of a visioning process, these are the criteria that I give to my clients as we're putting together goals. These are different areas of your life to start thinking about. These are goals. What are the goals I have in these particular areas of my life? So health and body, work, relationships, creative expression, finances, service, being service, like contributing back, giving back to the world, spirituality, home, travel and adventure, and possessions. I find though that's a pretty good list, and a lot of people. I, what I find from different clients is some clients were like, "Okay, I like these five. and some of them they, they you know. So you got to find the ones that fit, that feel like they round out your life, that they cover the the priorities you have in your life. Or but as you list, always, or as you always say, what's alive for you? And I think that's what's great about the way you've lined out the categories. Obviously, there could be a lot more, there could be a lot less, they could be named different things. But the way you set up your categories, why I felt like it worked for me and and the way I operate and my and my wiring, if you will, 
is that I think out of all those, when we initially started, you didn't even have to finish your sentence. And I knew three that were just hugely alive for me right there. And that's where we started. Not that we haven't and don't get to the other ones, but there were three. And for me, it was definitely what I do for a living and and giving service. And those were alive for me. And that's right away. And then you took... Just if I could circle back to the whole inspiration, that became my initial fuel, that inspiration yeah. to, wow, there, there might be a way for me to thrive in these categories. Yes, that's it. That's it. And, and, and you feel it in your gut. Like I'm sure as people were listening to those different categories, one or, or a few of those jumped out like, oh, and like there's some big needs that haven't been met in those particular arenas where they're like, okay, that, I re- that's where I really want to focus. Um, okay, so now going into to the visioning process, any visioning process that you have, whether it's the, the, what, what's covered in the book or anything else that you find, you should, one, think of it, this is your roadmap, this is, this is, and it's gonna be, it will constantly be evolving. It's a living document of what you're wanting to create with your life. So um, as you mentioned, Bevan, that there, there's a, a tendency that some people have are like, okay, you're just going to have your long-term goals. They don't change and you're just pushing and pushing towards those uh, until you get to them. That's, I don't find that sustainable and I don't find that really works with a lot of hunter types. Uh, there may be one or two really strong goals where they fit into that category, but a lot of the time it's all constantly evolving and changing and you're adjusting. So allow, like knowing that you can have this process in place and not have, not feel like you're locked into it will give it the life it needs to be a part of your life. Because what's most important is that you're continually going back to your vision, refining it, adjusting it, keeping that process alive versus constantly keeping to the goals that you have, not adjusting them at all. Well, and also the 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 long-term, short-term goal thing, it's, it's ironic. I kind of chuckle every time I hear this. The very essence of being a hunter is that you – have a challenge. One of your challenges is like focusing on something for a very long time. That's the whole, that's your makeup. That's who you are. Yeah. The, the transforming part of this process is, is the uh, interesting part to me because again, there's no black and white. We're not saying you're a hunter type. You can't have long-term goals. What you talk about is we're going to set up the long-term goals now because you're a hunter type have little blips on the radar, these short-term goals for each long-term yeah. goal. So that's the whole, that's how you're leveraging being a hunter. That's it. And so in going through, and so a good, in terms of a process that I find works for myself and other people, and it's perennial, this has been, many people use this, um, is you start with long-term goals, and it's helpful to think of them in terms of the different arenas that I just mentioned, in terms of finances, um, health, and body things like that. <clears throat> From those long-term goals, you make a list of short-term goals. You take one big goal and you're like, okay, what are the steps that I need to make that particular goal happen? And those become your short-term goals. From those short-term goals, turn into specific action items that you would put on an action item list that you track. As you go through your week, month, you have your action item list that that this is your activity list. This is what you put. So from there, those actions, and this is a key piece that some people neglect, is those actions, as many of those action items as you can, put them in time, meaning put them on your calendar, turn them into habits, and schedule them. That is, this is, that's sort of the winning combination. So long-term goals, 
short-term goals, goals turn into action items, actions turn into being placed on your schedule in time with reminders. And this is where phone reminders pop. Using a digital calendar is very helpful in this because you can set up reminders and repeat reminders for yourself on action items that you want to achieve throughout the week. And that's it's the difference between um, having like a physical planner, which is great, and I've used them for a long time, but it doesn't tap you on the shoulder and go, oh, don't forget <laughs> to do this. Right, right. And so this, that in itself is, is a winning, like however you do it, those are the components of any good visioning process. And my post-game analysis on, on that point is it's so funny. I keep coming back to it. This is the realization I keep having and going back up to the top and then looking down uh, on everything, looking down on the world, the high-level view, which is for me, that was huge. So you talk about the goals. You talk about, okay, now how do we actually turn the goals into actions? And now you're talking about the actions. For a hunter type, unless you, I love the way you put it, unless you get that tap on the shoulder, that's why you don't move forward. That's why you've gotten to this place. I know a lot of non-hunter types, as you call them, the farmer types, not you, as in you yeah. created that term. That term's been around. I know yeah. farmer types. I have farmer types in my family, and I have hunter types. In my, I, the farmer types do not need the tap on the shoulder. I can't yeah. explain it to you. I just feel like it's part of their DNA. They don't need the tap on the shoulder that, hey, it's a workout day. Hey, it's this. It's just integral to the farmer type. Hunter types yeah. need that tap on the shoulder, but then yeah. look out. When you put these actions in any kind of, like you said, calendar, reminder, uh, whether electronic or physical, look out to the success and 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 how you start hitting these short-term goals when you have this little tap on the shoulder because here's the key that tap on the shoulder eventually will turn into a habit it will it's not like That's a right. hunter type we don't think we're habit driven people which is what makes us us but believe yeah. me things do and then you're going to look back and be like wow look at me i'm actually sticking to something without yes. being reminded so i just you know that's it. And so it, to your point, then there are a few ways to, that you can now, as you get a visioning process in place and you've got some goals, how you maintain this, how you keep it going is there's a couple of pieces that I found really helpful. One is life coaching. I can't stress enough how helpful it is. Um, there's many people in the ADD, ADHD community that have really pushed life coaching, and I think it's so extremely helpful. And um, in the book, and we're going to copy the cover this in later podcasts, I've mapped out specifically the um, life coaching process that I use uh, that can be used as a peer-to-peer -peer life coaching process, meaning if you can't afford a life coach, then in that chapter in the book and then also we'll be covering it in the podcast i can i map out here's how you could do this with just a friend with someone else where you schedule time once a week once every couple of weeks where you sit down and you cover your goals you cover all the pieces that we just discussed so that you're reminding yourself of you're taking a step back from your life and you're saying here's my vision here's what i want to do and what i found is over anything else that process is the most effective bar none well, if you can it brings, check in with someone on a regular basis. Yes. It, you can definitely make a lot of traction in a short period of time. Well, that uh, I have um, a lot of 
my friends, I start, I'm starting here. Maybe it's what happens when you turn 40 and people tap into different ways to, to, to have a, have move forward in life and, and, and accomplish things, which, which makes us all feel good. You know, it's called having an accountability partner is really what it is. And I, and I really, that's one thing I appreciate about the way you come at it is you're a life coach. This is what you do. But if you, you know, people might not be able to necessarily afford that. There is still a way. And that's what this book offers. And that's what I loved about it is this is also your way of giving back. You're giving ways people can still do this without someone. And it can be as simple as an accountability partner. And I know it sounds like the start of a joke, but that could be your partner in life. That could be your wife. That could be your husband. Um, one thing you, you talked about later, you talk about later in the book and you talk, we talked about it. Um, when we started out this podcast is a support system. So, Remember, if you're at this point in quote unquote chapter six of this journey and you've done so far what has been recommended, which is make sure you have a support system. We've alluded to this a lot. You cannot yeah. succeed on this journey without a support system and yeah. you certainly can't succe- uh, succeed without the inverse, which is people who pull you into bad habits and people who yeah. pull you into the- So if you have a support system, this process, which again is referred to in the book, um, that accountability partner can really be anyone as long as they're invested as, as much as you are, I guess is what I want to say. Yes, that's it. Uh, that's it. I think you, you having support is essential. And I, and I also will note that it doesn't mean uh, it doesn't have to be a huge like 10, 12 people. It can just be one person. And I know I've in the past that's been it for me. I've mm-hmm. seen with other clients. So it's identity. Like there's there's always going to be people in your life that will pull you down. That's just life. You try to to minimize that as much as possible. Um, and then the other piece I would mention is that if the more you can hold, like as hunter types, the tendency is to go full on and sometimes burn out. And so mm-hmm. my kind of giving you, giving the audience a homework assignment for the week, I would say if this resonates with you, start thinking about what are the different goals that I have in my life right now. Start writing them down, start mapping out what are the short-term goals, what are the action items that I can take. If that feels good to you, start the process knowing that it's going to be one step in the process. It doesn't have to be perfect, and it could just be you wrote one thing down this week, but at least you took some action towards this. And just that one little action may turn into a couple actions, may turn into, okay, now I'm doing this once a month. Okay, I forgot. I'm going to come. You just keep coming back, keep coming back over and over and over again. And if you keep to the process versus feeling like I have to get it right, then you're going to have a very high, you're going to have a much higher success rate because you're holding it in a way where you, you, you recognize it's part of a, a, this lifelong process that you're on. And you may be really inspired to just dive in and write a bunch of things. I mean, that happens a lot of times. And if that you, you may case, wind up writing a book about ADHD. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if that's the case, if you really burn on it, then it's also really important to recognize that if you to not try to do it all in one shot. Like pick the mm-hmm. prioritize, pick the places where you know you have to focus the most, mm-hmm. and then over time spread it out so that you know that you can you can address all these other areas as well so that you're not just burning on it and then setting up a, setting yourself up for failure which is that you've put too many things on the calendar too many really big challenges and then you don't hit any of them so pick the ones that you know you can hit as far as goals and action items to meet uh, that really meet some deep needs in your life 
celebrate the wins and as you move on, start to refine it over and over. And again, it, it, just to give a, a plug for the book, um, I, I feel like the, the process in the book is really good. The book, uh, we haven't really kind of done a plug on it, but I, I, do, I would like to share that it took me four years to write it. I put a lot of energy and time into it. It is an easy read. It is large print. It's a book that you can keep by your bedside. And it's, to me, it's, like, it's the information that I wish I had when I was like 20 years old. Um, and so I, it's, it's very gratifying to hear that a lot of you have bought the book. You're getting a lot out of it. And, um, a $20 investment is a small investment. It's a large book. It's like 465 pages. It's got a, it's a, it's a reference book for who we are and how we, how we function. And I'm only saying that because I know it's really great when I, when I sell books, but it's more importantly, it's great when we get feedback that it's really helping other people. And we've already started to get feedback on the podcast. So I just want to extend that out to you. It really is a resource that I feel could potentially make huge changes in your life. And uh, it's, if nothing else, it's an investment that you make in yourself. Well said. I mean, I, I can't... Uh... We'll wrap up today, and we knew this would happen in our show prep. So what we're going to do is stay tuned absolutely next week because we're going to stay with Chapter 6. There, We didn't want—we felt that Chapter 6 was kind of such a big thing. It's a long chapter, but it, there's also a lot in there. So we are going to split this up. We've covered today— getting into the visioning process and um, finding the fuel, what it means, the process at a high level. We've talked about long-term, short-term goals, but in the next podcast now, we're going to stay with this. We're going to stay with this energy and get into, Michael, a discussion of reimagining how you make your money. Because if you do all these things and the visioning process is happening, now it's time to really get down to the thing that's going to make you thrive as a hunter. So we're going to cover that in the in the next podcast. Like, We've said in our show prep, we don't, we didn't want to fit too much in here, but I can't reemphasize more importantly what you said. This podcast is an accompaniment to the book. They go together. That's our goal. This is our service. This is our way of giving back. So I can't emphasize enough what you said. The book is necessary. I mean, just in this chapter alone, the reason it's a long chapter is each of the vision processing steps is lined out for you. So as you sit down, and I love what you did, Michael, with the homework assignment. I think this could be a great pattern for the people we've gotten feedback. I think part of why they like the podcast is it gives them a direction as they're reading through the book. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think this homework assignment is great. Sit down this week um, and write down these goals. So when you tune in next week, and we start talking about reimagining how you make your money. You can literally refer back to that goals list. And trust me, next week then you will be able to start to see the actions you need to take in order to reimagine your money. So I, I can't think of uh, I can't think of a better way to close today. I do want to say it is the Drummer in the Great Mountain. You can find us at drummerinthegreatmountain.com. We are on Facebook. Michael mentioned the feedback we've been getting. We welcome it. Please give us more. If you want to share with us where you are on the journey of being a hunter, contact us, come on the show, write us. We welcome it all on drummerinthegreatmountain.com, on the Facebook site. Um, and this journey continues, and it is, it's a joy for me to, uh, to share it with you, Michael. And uh, thank you for all that you do, and thank you for all the great insight once again. Thank you so much. It was, I really enjoyed myself. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your your. Um, your aliveness and just interacting with all the material in a way that uh, uh, it can, it connects with 
all of the other things that we're doing in, in the coaching process and uh, it, all your interests have been really, really, um, I'm sure extremely helpful to other people. And I really enjoyed your feedback. Thank you, Michael. My friend, we will talk next week about reimagining how you make your money on the Drummer and the Great Mountain Podcast. Until next time, be well and be in health.
Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is intended solely for the purpose of personal growth and not as a replacement for professional psychological support. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of this show are not meant to be taken as medical advice. It is very important to seek the help of a qualified medical practitioner when making any shifts to psychiatric medication you may be taking or if you are experiencing extreme psychological distress.